This is the Smart Communications Smart Communications Smart Communications Podcast. Developing the voices voices, voices. Developing, developing the voices, voices of determined nonprofits. Brought to you by Big, Big Duck. Duck. Welcome to the Smart Communications Podcast. This is Farah Trumpeter, co-director and worker owner at Big Duck. Today we're going to ask the question, how can you create messaging and communications that reflect the principles of justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion? What is often commonly called Jedi. I am going to be speaking with Vanessa Wakeman, who uses she, her pronouns. Vanessa is the founder and CEO of the Wakeman Agency, a trusted advisor to nonprofit organizations and socially responsible companies globally. An expert strategist focused on leveraging communications in pursuit of systemic justice, Vanessa has led engagements for many nonprofits, including Echoing Green, The End Fund, Climate Works, United Way of New York City, the New York Women's Foundation, New York Urban League, and Hispanics in Philanthropy, which we have shared working with some of those clients as well, so it's great to be connected. Vanessa is an inductee to PR Week's Hall of Femme and noted as one of the 100 most influential Black leaders in New York in City and State's Black Power List. Vanessa is the creator of game-changing tools that disrupt oppressive systems, most recently the Lexicon Project TM and C3 Diagnostic that operationalize internal and external practices within organizations seeking to place equity at the center. Vanessa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am excited to have this conversation and to spend some time with you. So thanks for having me. Of course. I'm excited to spend some time with you too. So as I mentioned, Big Duck and the Wakeman Agency have worked with some of the same organizations. And our team has actually had the benefit recently of building off of some work that your team produced including a recent guide to Lexicon. And I'm just curious if we can start there. What is organizational Lexicon and how does it provide a tool that organizations can use to really kind of approach their internal and external communications? Thank you. So a lexicon is really a resource of vocabulary, a glossary, if you will, of language that the organization would like to operationalize and make it sort of standard practice. As part of the lexicon, we also sort of include messaging and highlight opportunities for organizations to think more intentionally and deeply about the use of language. For us as a communications organization, communications at the foundation of like every interaction. And so helping people to not just make assumptions about the use of language or going with, well, we've always done it this way, but think about the power inherent in language and the evolution of language and use the lexicon to help them sort of examine and interrogate how they are speaking to their audiences. And so what organizations get through our process is, like I said, a glossary of words and terms that they should use, terms that we recommend that they not use, ways to think about language so that they can sort of be self-sufficient, and then also really a close eye at messaging to sort of connect them to who they are today and then aspirationally who they want to be as an organization, because there is oftentimes a disconnect there. And then also, most importantly, infusing Jedi principles into that. So to make sure that the language is like culturally competent and fluent. Great. And I want to pick up on what you were talking about regarding the power of language. How does that specifically show up for nonprofits? What connections do you see between a nonprofit's messaging and its mission? 
as I said earlier, there is often a disconnect. And I think part of it is like resource challenged and having 500 other things on the to-do list. And so just not having the time to really look at the mission, sometimes not celebrating and taking a moment to see like, oh, wow, we're no longer that organization. So we started here 40 years ago, but we've grown, we've matured, and now we're this. And also not knowing how to articulate that change. And so what I often say to organizations is, you are missing out on the opportunity to more closely align your audiences and your donors and also expand that based on who you are today. When we think about like the things that keep staff engaged, that keep board members engaged, that keep you know donors and supporters engaged, it's having a clear and consistent understanding of like where we are and where we're going. And sometimes when the language isn't there to sort of help guide and, and participate in those conversations that people are sort of walking around with a question mark. Like, I know we used to be this. I think we want to be this, but nobody's telling me that. And then we also give people in the wrong way too much credit for like, oh, you should know this. You should know this because you work here. You should know this because you've been a donor for a long time. Make it easy for people and sort of to create that consistency and that shared experience of like who an organization is. That's helpful. Now, on the other hand, I know you also help organizations navigate crises, which can often be caused, worsened, or remedied with the right or wrong words. And I'm curious specifically how you think organizations can use messaging to navigate a crisis communications situation. I always tell people to look at politicians, right? Like they are the perfect example of like, really great messaging and terribly flawed messaging, right? And what I will say and give credit to even the worst of the politicians, their ability to pivot and like, oh, oops, got it wrong. Let me try again. How does this feel to you? Oh, I know I said that last week, but I know you all didn't like that. So I'm going to go in a different direction. So I think with messaging in crisis, it's really important to sort of establish the parameters around like, how do we build the emotional connection? Most importantly to us, just as an organization doing social justice and, and social change, like, let's tell the truth, right? Like, start with the truth and then identify, like, what parts of the truth, what pieces of it are you able to share? Because in some instances, based on confidentiality, like, you just can't tell the entire story. But for the to the degree that you can share, like, really wanting to be rooted in truth and thinking about what is going to be the, like, olive branch that will help people to trust you again as an organization. So we made a hiccup here. Are you able to say like, we know we screwed up and we want to make it better? Like, what can we do? So like creating a dialogue, I think it's important to take it seriously and not look as if this is a performative measure. I think to consistently sort of communicate as things advance or change to be like, hey, we're not just sort of like putting our head in the sand and hoping this goes away, but we're in the active, mature phase of this relationship where we want to be discussing and communicating about our flaw and our error and our sort of path forward. So I think that it's really important. And as far as the mission, people sometimes disconnect organization from people, but the reality is people are the organization and people make mistakes, like intentional mistakes or like, you know, just totally unethical. And then sometimes it really was an oops. And so trying to understand what is needed in that particular moment to help people to sort of get on the path towards repairing relationships and reputation. 
Support for this episode of the Smart Communications Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Bloomerang. Bloomerang offers donor management and online fundraising software and helps small to medium nonprofits like First Tee of Greater Akron, a nonprofit that empowers kids and teens through the game of golf. After just one year with Bloomerang, they doubled their unique donors, improved donor stewardship through actively engaging with their donors, and raised more funds. Executive Director Jeff O'Brien described their experience. We love Bloomerang. It saves time. It's helped us raise more funds. If you'd like to listen to the full interview with the first T of Greater Akron, visit bloomerang.com slash big duck or click the link in the show notes. I want to pick up on a word you just mentioned, performative. And I want to travel back in time to 2020 where we saw a lot of nonprofits and companies. I know you mentioned you work with socially responsible businesses as well. A lot of them were rushing to publish DEI commitments and anti-racist statements. I know Big Duck did as well. And there was just a lot of pressure at that time, and perhaps still, but very much in 2020, to show up as both an ally and as someone who was kind of connecting to others in their ecosystem and responding to what their peers and partners were doing. And I'm curious, how do you think organizations can or will or are showing up authentically in that work and not being performative? So I want to take two seconds to just point back to 2020. That was a disappointing moment for me because it was very clear that it was a lot of performative antics and people sort of succumbed to the pressure versus let me sort of stand in this discomfort and come up with a real plan. So there were like lots of promises made and like, oh, we we love Black people. We do. Uh, And, you know, and seen versus like taking the time to like really be in the conversation about even beyond allyship, like what does it take to be like a co-conspirator or an accomplice in this sort of journey? So I think Let's learn from that and identify ways to get better as we move forward. And I think in this moment, it's really being clear about who you are, right? Like, so there are people and organizations who are committed and genuinely care about this work and want to engage in meaningful ways to advance it and like have justice as part of their work. Like, what does justice mean for us? Like, they've defined that, they could taste it, they could feel it, they're working actively to actualize it. Then there are others that are saying like, we're being told that we have to do this, right? If you don't want to, like, don't. It's okay. This work is not for everybody. Like, I'd like to live in the idea of like, everybody wants, you know, to be in the space of anti-racism. Everybody wants to deal with systemic oppression and sort of create change. That's not real. And so like, let's deal in truth and facts around, this is who we are as an organization. We know that maybe our donors don't really care about this and we need to play to them. Like, We're not brave or courageous enough to be in a conversation about that change. And so we're just going to be quiet. Like, just be quiet. Like, don't be a distraction. Either you're helping or you're distracting. And and the other part of that is just because you're not making active racist statements does not mean that you are not helping to uphold systems of racism. And so just, just want to throw that out there around like performative antics and like how people can like really be in the truth of who they are. Yeah, no, I appreciate so much of what you've said. And we've touched on some of those topics and other episodes here on the podcast. And I think it's a journey. And I appreciate what you're saying is that like, if you're on the journey or your organization isn't there, better to do nothing than to show up in that performative way is distracting and actually might wind up causing more harm. Yeah, it's harmful. Absolutely. And so like kind of get to where you are and go to the next level. And for some people, that next level might be, again, as they're trying to thread that needle internally, 
is to look at the connection between Jedi work, which again is justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion, and communications. And I'm curious if you have any tips or suggestions around those two topics, connecting Jedi and communications. So oftentimes an organization will contact us and say, hey, we have a strategic plan around actualizing Jedi in our organization. And for us, it looks like these three things. We want to make sure like it's woven into our recruitment practices, our career mobility opportunities, the projects that we work on, or the vendors, whatever it is. That all starts with communications, right? So when you think about job descriptions, is there language there that sort of is inclusive or exclusive? That's a simple sort of way to think about it. And career mobility, like what is the path? How are you analyzing and evaluating the contributions of different people? Like if I'm a certain kind of communicator, so we know that there's these stereotypes around like the angry black woman. Like if I'm communicating and sort of sharing passionately in a staff meeting or team meeting, this is what I think it should be. Is that being used against me, right? But you say you want people who are outgoing and you know can lead. Like, how do we really distill, analyze, understand different communication patterns? And like, why is it okay for this person versus this person? So I think like that's one simple way. And then on a more like strategic communications, how are we communicating with audiences? I think it's Do we have the cultural competency? Have we built the muscle to be able to send out external communications where the people that we are communicating with see themselves in this writing, right? Are we heroing certain people? Is it like, hey, it's all about the donor. No one else matters. Are we sort of writing from a like white dominant culture, sort of like language structure, which shows up in certain ways? Like, are we really willing to be in the constant curiosity and examination of like, is this the way? And they're going to be mistakes, right? But the mistakes made from someone who is being mindful and intentional versus someone who has not even began the exploration or willingness are two totally different paths. Yeah. I want to uplift the be curious. That's, I think, a great thing to be in life, but specifically on these topics and really ask questions of yourself, ask questions of your colleagues and really just continue to have the conversation. Well, Vanessa, sadly, it's time for us to go. Okay. If you're out there and you want to learn more about Vanessa's company, go to the Wakeman, that's T-H-E-W-A-K-E-M-A-N agency.com. You can also follow them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Wakeman Agency, and on LinkedIn at the hyphen Wakeman hyphen agency. You can connect with Vanessa on LinkedIn at Vanessa Wakeman. And Vanessa, before we wrap, anything else you want to share? My parting words of wisdom would be there's so much power in language and communications like use it for nonprofits who may feel like they're underfunded, under resourced. Like if you can identify ways to use, as they tell kindergarten students, use your words. If you can use your words, I think there's like so much value to that. And so when you're thinking about we don't have the money for PR, we don't have the money for communications, the return on investment when done right is like well worth it. Yeah. And I want to add another comment, which is a few years ago, we put together a collection of resources about different language guides that organizations have published. And if folks are interested in that, just to give them some ideas of the type of things that might go into a language guide, certainly as you're listening to this, go to our website, bigduck.com slash insights. We've got blog posts there. We'll have this transcript. We'll link to that. 
We'll also look for some resources from Vanessa's website at the Wakeman Agency. We'll link to those in the show notes. So yeah, be curious, ask questions, and really try to look at the power of words. Thank you, Vanessa, for being on the show. Thank you. Are you a fan of this podcast or Big Duck's other resources on nonprofit communications? If you are, we'd love to hear from you. Please drop us a line by writing to hello at bigduck.com to tell us what you're working on and what topics you need help with. We also welcome getting your feedback via reviews. You can review this podcast in iTunes or wherever you listen. We'd love to hear from you. This is the Smart Communications Podcast, developing the voices of determined nonprofits. Brought to you by Big Duck. Big Duck is an agency that puts smart communications in the hands of nonprofits. We help our nonprofit clients develop strong brands, strong campaigns, and strong teams that advance their missions and achieve their goals. Connect with us at BigDuck.com.